Hello and welcome to the Quietly Visible podcast. I'm your host, Abounding Solutions and author of Quietly Visible, Leading of Influence and Impact as an Introverted Woman. Um, and this is the podcast for introverted women who want to thrive as leaders and in life. Now, one of the things that we find in this modern day of working globalization is that there is more of an emphasis on leaders being visible. And for women who are introverted, that can sometimes be uncomfortable because introverts typically don't want to be in the spotlight. They're not necessarily bothered about being in the spotlight. And so I often have clients or people approach me about ways in which they can raise their visibility. And my guest today is someone who specializes in helping leaders to raise their visibility through podcasting. And podcast, uh, being on a podcast, a guest on a podcast is a fantastic way in which you can raise your visibility um, and demonstrate your thought leadership and have a greater influence and impact. And so Michelle Glogovac, who is my guest, is the podcast matchmaker and she's an award-winning publicist, host of the My Simplified Life podcast, and also of Podcast Guesting Made Simple. After an 18-year career in corporate aviation, Michelle is changing the world one voice at a time by matching her clients with the perfect podcasts and teaching them how to share their story, vision, and expertise in impactful and powerful ways. She has helped entrepreneurs, authors, and experts hone their storytelling abilities grow their businesses and elevate themselves as thought leaders on over 1,000 podcasts. As a natural relationship maker, Michelle is a sought-after speaker in this niche and has presented to thousands of publicists and groups on how to perfectly pitch a podcast. She has coached 14,000 authors through the process of creating and launching a podcast book tour through the Nonfiction Writers Association. She's a wife, a mum of two, a stepmom of two, and a firm mum as well. So hello, Michelle, and welcome. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to have you on. And as I mentioned, podcasting is a great way for introverted women to showcase their thought, thought leadership in a way that feels authentic and is comfortable for them. So I'm really looking forward to our conversation. But before we get into it. Just tell us a little bit more about you, who you are and, and what it is that you do. And I'm particularly interested in the journey from your corporate aviation career to doing what you're doing now. <laughs> it was all kind of a fluke. Um, <laughs> I grew up, I thought I was going to be a lawyer and I actually majored in law in college. I have my bachelor's, my master's degrees in law. And in college, I needed a part-time job and I didn't have a car so I could walk to the airport and they hired me on right away. And I worked in the corporate aviation terminal. And when I graduated from college, they gave me a salary and benefits. So I didn't have to move back home like some friends did. And I thought, well, I will just stay here. And 18 years later, um, I was still selling jet fuel to corporate flight departments. But by then I was married. I had two little kids. They're a year and three weeks apart. And I was laid off from my job. And at that time, I said to my husband, you know, I, I want to be a financial contributor to our household, but I really want to find something that allows me to stay home with the kids and also makes it a better place for them. I feel, felt like saving people money so they could fly more around the world wasn't changing the world to be a better place for my kids. 
And that's when I discovered in 2018 that there was a purple button on my phone that allowed me to listen to podcasts. And the first podcast I heard was a life coach who said, we all have a purpose and a passion. And I was thinking, yes, you know, I got to figure out what that is for myself. What does that look like? And I would promote her content on my Instagram, just sharing that I'm on this journey to figure this all out. And she ended up reaching out to me and said, uh, could you pitch me to be on other shows? Because you obviously resonate with what I'm putting out there. So I think this would be a good fit. So I started pitching her. I learned everything that went into a podcast. I produced her show. I launched my own show. I produced others, but I fell in love with the pitching part. And I fell in love with it because just as I had stayed in aviation for 18 years, it wasn't that I loved jet fuel. It was that I loved the people and the relationships. And podcasting is all about the relationships as well. The fact that I get to share the stories of others, uh, help educate and inspire and motivate people who are listening just through, you know, pitching someone to say, this is the expert on this topic, or this is their life story and what they've done with it. To me, that is changing the world. Uh, and I say I change the world one voice at a time with what I do to make the world a better place for my children and for others. Because if you reach one listener and it helps them, then you've done something really great in your lifetime. So that is how I, I've come along to podcasting and doing what I do. And I, I couldn't love it more, honestly. Right. That is a, I love your story, that, that transition and that finding something which is meaningful and purposeful as well that you're doing now um, and making your impact in the world by helping others to make theirs as well. Lovely. Yes, Love the it. ripple effect. That's right, yeah. And so um, being on podcasts is, so So before we sort of touch into uh, some of what's required, what are some of the benefits for leaders to be on a podcast? Well, obviously, as you said, and as is the name of the pod that your show is the visibility and reaching more people than you would on your own. Being on a podcast that's already hosted has listeners already. They have a following. Whereas if you are, you know, creating your own social media accounts, you're creating your own podcast, you have to market yourself to reach new people. An audience that's already listening to a podcast has built this trust around the host they're listening for a reason and they trust that the host is going to not only say something that resonates with them, but that the guests they have on are going to have that trust extended to them as well. So instead of going in cold, you're actually going in with warm leads already, you know, and, and I don't want to say leads in the sales sense, but you know, they're warm people who, who are receptive to listening to what you have to say versus you know, a, a car salesman and and we get that icky feeling of going on the lot and they just want to sell you. But instead you you get this audience who really genuinely wants to hear from you, which is a huge benefit. There is just as the ripple effect that I just mentioned of what I do and what others do. It's you're sharing the episode. The host is sharing the episode. Others are going to share the episode. And so the actual audience size just continues to grow over time. There's also the fact that it's not just a listening experience. There's show notes on a website. There's social media accounts that have your episode going up. And so you're reaching all of those people that might not even listen to the show, but now they're seeing where you've been featured and what you're up to and what your expertise is. So therefore the audience size that you can reach becomes exponential. 
It's also marketing content that stays evergreen. It's going to be on the internet forever. You know, the, the, if we're doing it right and we're posting on social media and we're posting on websites and media pages and, and the podcast platforms, then now you have all of these different outlets that are always going to have your interview on it. And these are simply huge benefits because you Google it and there you are, you know, versus it just being a, a listening form. It's now uh, online in all of these different places. So it's much more than what you could simply do on your own, you know, working hard on creating content, because now you get to utilize platforms of others as well. And and that, that bit about it being evergreen and once it's on the internet, it's there um, forever, basically, is these days. People often search, do an internet search for, you know, whether it's somebody that they're going to be interviewing, whether it's somebody that they've um, invited to do a talk and guests will do searches. So having that footprint means that other people can see what uh, somebody's expertise is, hear their thought leadership and what they have to say on a particular matter before they get to meet them. Exactly. And and you should Google yourself. I always do that. I Google myself as weird as that sounds, but see where you're popping up, you know, see what podcast interviews you've done are showing up. And it just gives you a good idea of what people are going to find when they Google you. Yeah. And and I I do that from time to time, Google myself as well. And so before we sort of look at how some of the mindset challenges, how can how can listeners identify or how they get to go on these podcasts and what are the right podcasts for them? Well, first, I think What's you need to sit down. To yeah, first sit down and think about what it is that you want to be known for. What expertise and knowledge do you bring to the table? Do you have a framework or a method for what you do? And give that kind of a thing a title, something specific. What is your story? We all have a story. And I know that for many, it seems like, well, my story, nobody wants to hear. It's boring. Or, you know, there there was no big, you know, epic moment in my story. But the truth is that we all have something that's unique to us, something that someone else wants to hear that's going to resonate with them. We don't know what journey someone is on right now, that they might be living exactly what you lived 10 years ago. And they need to know, you know, which fork in the road do I take? Will it get better? What can I do? What can I learn? And by sharing your story, that allows someone else to know that A, they're not alone and B, they can do this too. There, There is a, a, a path for them to follow and it may not look identical to yours, but at least they know that they're not alone anymore. And I think that's really one of the beautiful things about a podcast is that it allows you to connect with others in a way that you wouldn't otherwise. And in a way that, you know, you're talking to one other human being and yet there's others listening and you don't even realize it in the moment and you have no idea who might be listening. So I say create topics around all of these things. Sit with your story. You know, what did your journey look like? Did you have a pivot uh, whether in your personal life or your career, that you can share with others, that you'd be willing to share with others? Uh, what is an obstacle you've overcome? What is it that is in your leadership, your business, whatever it may be, that you simply, everyone wants to talk to you about it. You know, what what is it that makes you so unique? And I, I recommend if, you, if you're not working with someone to kind of bounce these ideas off of, to really start writing them down. 
write down what you think you know so much about. If you're listening to a podcast and they're interviewing someone and you're thinking to yourself, you know, I could have answered that question and, oh, you know, I could have said that better and they forgot to say this, write those things down because those are what you need to share with audiences and showcase why you're the expert on whatever it is that you know. So really focus on those things first. I also suggest that you should have at least one social media account. You don't have to be big. You don't have to be active. You should be a little active, but you don't have to have huge numbers because people want to see that you're there. Uh, have a website and a simple website. It doesn't have to have many pages. Have a homepage, an about page where your bio is so someone can get to know you a media press page so you can highlight all of your features and where you've been and a contact page. Let them reach out to you. And then, you know, links to wherever you are on social media, if you are, so that someone can Google you and find you and get a feel for you. So these are the things that you should have first and foremost in place before you even start pitching. I also recommend a media kit, just a one page that has your headshot, your name, your full bio, the topics that you can speak on. Uh, I also include cover art of the podcast that myself or my clients have been on. And within those cover art pictures, make it a hyperlink so they can actually click on the media page and be directed to your website, a podcast interview, your social media. We want to make it as easy as possible for the host who's receiving your pitch to not have to go Google you. We want you to be able, we want someone to be able to Google you, but the whole goal is that they don't have to once they receive your pitch, that everything is there for them. And if you have your speaking topics ready, you've got your media page ready, you've got a website and social media, then you're ready to pitch yourself. And, and that's really as simple as it is. Right. And so when it then comes to approaching podcast hosts, Mm -hmm. what's the best way to go about? I love to engage with hosts if possible on social media, you know, start looking for which ones resonate with you. Which ones are you listening to? Is there audience, the ideal audience that you want to reach as well? And when you send that pitch, let them know that you're listening to their show. Do not go in uh, talking all about yourself. We know this is about you. So don't make it blatantly obvious that this is all about you. We want to showcase that you've listened to the show, you understand what the host is trying to do with their show, what the audience is hoping to learn from you, and then show them why you're the best person to speak on certain topics. I always relate uh, myself or the client to the show, a specific episode, and we never do the most recent one because I find that's lazy. I think you should go through the archives, you know, really find a sh an episode that means something to you that you've listened to. And tell the host that. And why was that one important to you? What did it do for you personally? So relate to them. Show them that you know what their show is about, first and foremost. Do not copy and paste. Uh, it's very obvious as a host when we get an email in which uh, it's you know that it said the same thing. And all they did was change the name of your, your podcast out. So don't copy and paste, be completely unique and share of yourself as openly as possible. You can include a two or three sentence bio. Do not include that whole bio that's in your media kit because you're going to attach that. And that way it also makes the pitch email smaller. 
and then share some of the topics that you speak on. I always create about six topics for clients, but in the pitch email, all six are not included. Again, they're on the media kit, but you can include two or three that best fit that podcast host. And then wrap it up with letting them know where you've been featured. Here are a couple of links to podcasts that I've recently been on uh, so that they can listen to it and attach as your media kit. And if they have any questions to let you know, and that's really the bulk of your pitch to a host, but it includes everything. Hyperlink your name so that it goes directly to your website. Hyperlink the podcast names in which you've been featured so that they can go directly and listen to it. You want to make it so they don't have to leave their inbox besides just clicking something. And that way, all of their your information is there and there's no homework for the host to do. And one of the things that you said there about finding out about the podcast, who their audience is, what topics that they, they, um, they talk about, I think is so important. I often get requests to be on, my, on this podcast from people and they haven't, you can tell they haven't even looked to see what it is about mm-hmm. or who the audience is because they're, they, they're doing a pitch, which is not related to this audience at all. So I think that that is, is very important. Otherwise, you're just going to waste your time or wait and waste their time as well. That you yes. Do that, it, that research. It makes me cringe when I get a pitch that I know somebody has paid someone else money to send. Mm. And yet, you know, all you did was look at the title of my show because my show, it's called My Simplified Life. And yet... It's not about decluttering. It's not about organizing. And I often get pitches for that. Yeah. And it just, it makes me sad. <laughs> yes, it, it is. It's, um, and as you say, when people have paid somebody to get them onto podcasts and that is what they're doing. So it's, uh, it is quite sad. Yeah. Well, one of the things I, I would add listeners is if you haven't got a website, you know, maybe um, you, you, you can use your LinkedIn profile, you know, your LinkedIn profile, make sure that's up to date. And also, um, there's topics that you speak on as well. Um, you could use that if you haven't got a website or until you get a website. Yes, certainly. Anywhere that you, you are showing up, you should include that so that others can, can find you showing up. Yeah. Um, one of the things that women and particularly introverted women who don't necessarily want to be visible they want to be visible but they don't necessarily want to do all the activities associated with being visible and you talk about podcast interviews being more of an intimate conversation talk talk a bit more about that yeah it's really showing up to to have a cup of coffee with another human being and just having that one simple conversation i love to go into a podcast and this is how i work with clients too, is that go into it as a conversation, which you're willing to share of yourself. You don't need to think about how many listeners there are. You know, it it could be that there's 50 that are going to hear you. It could be that there's thousands that are going to hear you. But if you simply focus on your conversation with the other person, then you're going to show up as who you truly are. And what I love is that as a podcast listener, I'm a huge eavesdropper. Like I love sitting in a restaurant or an airport and listening to the conversations around me. And that's what a podcast allows you to do. 
you get to sit there listening to these other two human beings having a conversation in which it's just between the two of them. And you don't know where it's going to go oftentimes, but they're allowing you into that conversation without having to eavesdrop, without having to be that awkward person. (laughs) Uh, But it's a beautiful thing uh, as the listener and as the person who is in the interview. If you simply go into it as, you know, I'm going to have a conversation, I'm going to show up and be fully present for this one other person, then it takes off the pressure of thinking about who else may listen, who else is going to show up, you know, you don't need to picture anybody wearing whatever they are, you know, if you're on, on a podium, you're just speaking to one person. And I think oftentimes, especially for introverts, and I find that more and more of us are relating to that definition of an introvert, especially after being home for two years, that we don't want to go out there with all of the crowds and podcasts allow us to not have to do that. You get to be in the presence of your home where you're comfortable and you're safe and simply have a conversation with one other person. I I didn't realize, honestly, until last night, I was telling you this before we started. I love my podcast. I love interviews. I love connecting with other people and having these conversations. And I was asked to interview an author at her book launch in person in front of over 40 people at a university. (laughs) And all of a sudden I got the nerves and I went, oh my goodness, like, what am I going to ask? Well, I've already interviewed this author before. So part of me was like, I've already asked her all the questions, but nobody had heard them besides the listeners of my own show. And I I truly had nerves. I told my kids and my husband, like, oh, you got to help me out here because I'm so nervous. And yet when I got there, we had the conversation where we faced each other and, you know, it, it was more one-on-one, but then I'd look out and there were all of these eyes staring back at me. And so I recognized how much I do love the beauty of a podcast and that intimacy that it allows you to have, because you don't have to think about who's listening. It, it's truly just talking to one other person. And that's how I like, like to frame this podcast when I have guests coming on. That I, I I don't even like to say an interview. I like to say it's a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes when people think it's an interview, they think, oh, you know, they're not going to be able to answer the questions. They're going to be put on the spot and not know the answers. And and that is what it is. It's a conversation. And I think when it is a conversation that just flows. And I always tell guests as well, nobody knows you like you do. Um, you know yourself best. And it's a conversation about you and your areas of expertise or your journey and nobody knows it better than you so I think exactly looking at it as a conversation is a great create some of those fears so how did you go about uh, conquering those nerves last night uh, I wrote out so I wrote out a bunch of questions on cue cards and the funny part is this I was interviewing a former screenwriter and she had worked on the Dave Letterman show and so when I showed up with cue cards, she she was like, you are trying to be Dave Letterman. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I said it was my Oprah, Katie Couric moment to get to interview in person. Uh, but once we started talking, the cue cards just got set aside and I, I, you know, I, the nerves left and, and it was just simply talking to someone that I knew, you know, it, it, it just, I got into the moment and I just allowed her to speak. I allowed myself to ask questions that came up and, it just suddenly became more relaxed as I got into it. But 
I, I think that for those who know me, they would be surprised that I was nervous at all. And yet my family knew. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing is we, we often can't tell when somebody's nervous or they're their confidence is gone but people often think that everybody can see that but right. it's, it's not the case you're we, we often very far more than what people can see that we're worrying about exactly and I think the same is true when you consider what you're an expert on you know I think I think we don't give ourselves enough credit as to what we actually do know and the knowledge that we can bring to the table and so it can be intimidating to hear someone else be interviewed on a podcast and and then suddenly you think, well, I could have said that. And that's that, I think that's the internal nudge that you need to know that you should be sharing what you know. If you're finding yourself saying, oh, I could do that, then mm. you should be doing it. That's right. And and another thing similar to that, but in the opposite direction is where somebody will listen to someone on the podcast and think, oh my gosh, they sound so good. And I can't talk like that. Mm-hmm. But it's not about being somebody else, is it? It's about being your authentic self and not looking at someone else and thinking that you have to be like them. Yes. Just being yourself. And so in terms of conquering the nerves when it comes to the podcast, what are some of the things that your clients do or you share with your clients when they're overcoming those podcast nerves the first thing I remind them is that it's it's simply a conversation think of it as you're going to go have coffee with someone new and really if you you start with that mindset then you know perfect uh I also compare it to going to someone's house to have dinner you are showing up for a dinner party the host's home is their podcast and you need to show up really, you know, to do your best, you want to have a conversation just as you would at a dinner party with the person next to you. You're not just going to sit there. You want to share of yourself, you know, get to know the other person and really look at it in that sense. I have clients who have said, you know, after the fact of, oh, I I don't feel comfortable promoting the interview because it's, it's too much look at me. And in that sense, I have always said, It's not about you. None of this truly is about you if you're going into it with the right mindset. I've seen other people who say, you know, podcasts, you got to do interviews in order to sell and to promote yourself. But I go into it as we go to a podcast interview to help others, to share your knowledge, to share your story. And if you think of it going into it saying, I'm going to help someone else by sharing what I know, then you're going to come off, not come off. You're going to be yourself. You're going to show up in a genuine way and people are going to understand that and resonate with it. I also say never, never show up and talk about your product or your service or your book, whatever it is. This is a time for people to get to know you and to really fall in love with you because once they hear you in your own words, it's in their ear then they're going to want to find out more about you. That's what's going to attract them to want to look at your services, to look at what product you sell, to buy your book, to follow you. So don't talk, don't go in and say, you know, it would be like me coming on saying, I pitch clients to podcasts and this is what I do. And we're so wonderful. And, and this is why everybody should work with me. It's completely the opposite. I want to share with you how you can do this yourself. And if you need help, then great. You will at the end, you know, come find me. But my goal is to share 
what I know so that others can also do this and that it's not just about me. And I think if you think of that entirely, then that takes away the nerves and the stress of, I need to show up and sell, sell, sell. Instead, I just need to show up and offer myself in this conversation as openly and as candidly as possible. And framing it in that way, I think is a great way to um, help overcome some of those fears or lack of confidence about going up and speaking because it's it's not about person, it's about what they have to share and the difference that they, they're making that can help somebody else and taking that focus off themselves to the result or the outcome helps to make it so much more easier. And that yes. can be applied as well to when it comes to sharing it on social media, as you sort of exactly. talk about thinking, oh, I don't want to share it on social media, but it's you're not sharing it for yourself. You're sharing it to other people for them to benefit from. Right. And you're also sharing it to, to say thank you to the host. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, because the host is, mm-hmm. the host is looking for ways to promote their show as well. So by sharing it in all of the places that you can, you're extending your audience to the host and now becomes a reciprocal relationship, which is really the goal in all of this. That's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so, so when you, did your first podcast just tell us a bit about that what that was like for you I'm trying to think back to my first interview (laughs) Um, I remember I remember my me interviewing someone else for the first time and I was extremely nervous even though I knew her it was a good friend that's why I asked her to be my first guest and I had written out all of the questions. Since then, I do not write anything down. Uh, I simply show up and have a conversation. Um, and, and I think for me, that's as natural as as it can be is to to not have pre-written questions. You know, mm. I know you, you feel the same way. But yeah. that first one, I was like, oh, it has to be scripted. And I, I don't feel that way at all anymore. Um, yeah, what well, I you're gonna make me look back at what was my first interview? It's been a number of years. <laughs> I re- I remember my first podcast interview and sort of feeling a bit nervous and um thinking, oh, I'm not gonna know what to say and what if I forget about things. But but as we've sort of talked about earlier, we we know ourselves best. We know mm-hmm. our experiences best, and um we are knowledgeable about the things or that we. We are we specializing. So mm-hmm. it is actually amazing how much actually comes out in the conversation that you already know. And so sometimes we can overthink things and worry too much about things as well. Yeah, very true. Yeah. And so if people um want to find out more about you or how you can maybe help them to get on podcasts, what's the best way for them to do that? They can go to my website, the MLGcollective.com. I'm also on Instagram at Michelle Glogovac. And I know in the original bio you you had earlier, the title of my book has actually changed. Okay. <laughs> the publisher uh-huh. changed it. So How to Get on Podcasts is coming out February 6th with McGraw-Hill. And the pre-sales are actually available now. 
with the pre-sale, I will be offering a course for free that will be like a, a companion to the book, uh, but with videos of me and my voice and explanation on everything. So that that's my incentive to pre-order the book and then you will get a, a free course in companion with that. Right. Okay. And I, I will put the uh, new name for your book on the show notes. Thank you. Um, yeah. So um, this has been a great conversation and listeners do check Michelle out. Podcasting is a great way for you to raise your visibility um, and showcase your thought leadership. And as we've talked about, it is something, it is evergreen so that people searching you online will come across it, sharing it, in, you know, potential employers. You're, if you're talking about topics that resonate, you know, they will, they will get to listen to what you have to say, what you have to offer. So thank you, Michelle. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on the show. Great. And listeners, like I said, do check Michelle out, um, and particularly her book and get yourself on the podcast. I'm always looking for guests for my podcast as well. So. Um, if any of you have got a story to share about your experience as an introverted woman leader or challenges overcome, that will help listeners. Or you've got some advice or um, areas of specialism that can help introverted women who want to thrive as leaders and in life, then get in touch. And I will put a link where you can apply to be a guest in the show notes. Uh, so, um, if you are looking to increase your confidence, influence, and impact, and you haven't completed the assessment on my website, go to AboundingSolutions.com. There's a free assessment on there that you can complete. And until the next time, bye.